Next on BYU Sports Nation, how does New Mexico State help BYU prepare for bigger things ahead? Is that logical? How much did Tanner Mangum play this week on his senior day? Plus, are BYU's bowl possible landing spots narrower than we think? Let's research. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Thursday, November 15th. We're halfway through November. That's weird, man. It's gone by fast. Thanksgiving next week. Ten games in to the BYU football season. And yes, Thanksgiving one week from today. Happy holidays, everyone. I feel like I should be saying that. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with expert piano mover, Jerem Jordan. Well, sometimes uh, the Utah ID, Mark Harlan, uh, he moves. And then... uh, Bailey's moving company has a BYU truck that shows up. So that happened. Mark Harlan tweeted this morning uh, that it's a move-in day for the Harlans. said, today's move-in day for the Harlans, but not sure we are off to a great start. <laughs> it's a BYU front end of the truck, which is fantastic. So shout-out to Bailey's for setting that up. That's awesome. Is this a sign of potential good things to come one week from Saturday? Let's hope, man. Uh, Utah's trying to win the Pac-12 South this week. they got to beat Colorado and then hope that Arizona State loses, basically. There's all kinds of scenarios there. But, uh, yeah, BYU and Utah next week, man. Next week! And credit the good humor of Mark Harlan to tweet that out. I I love that he did that. It's great. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's build into the rivalry. I know New Mexico State happens on Saturday and Utah's got Colorado, but come on. Thanksgiving week, it's all about BYU-Utah. It's been too long. It's, it's ending the season, too. It's been too They're long. They're playing for the Mountain West title. Oh, wait. Never mind. Yeah, the de facto <laughs> old-school Mountain West Conference championship. Utah State's going to be the state champs, potentially. If we're basing it on rankings. We'll see. Very well could well, be. Well, Utah's 19th in the college football playoffs. Here's today's show lineup. Jerem Jordan will go one-on-one with offensive lineman Austin Hoyt. He's going to win, I promise you. Is there any chance the big senior becomes a receiver on Saturday? I ask him, yeah. Well, we've seen it before, right? <laughs> we've seen it happen at least once this year where... Unsuccessfully, unfortunately. A, an offensive lineman caught a pass. Plus, ninth-ranked BYU golf. Man, they've had a fantastic fall season. Head coach Bruce Brock- Brockbank will join us in about 40 minutes. And now for today's headlines. BYU men's basketball will host Oral Roberts tonight. Tip-off 9 p.m. Eastern. Broadcasted on BYU TV and BYU Radio. We'll do it live! Jason Shepard has your pregame coverage on the radio side beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. BYU basketball announces the signing of 6'3 Timview High School guard Nate Hansen. Hansen averages 15 points per game, made 53 threes last year for the Thunderbirds, currently a senior. He plans on serving a mission first. I've heard that somewhere before. BYU football hosts New Mexico State this Saturday night, senior night. Phil Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Yes, I'm asking you to make a sacrifice. If you're not going to and you're out of state, watch Countdown to Kickoff, Saturday, 9.15 p.m. Eastern, kickoff at 10.15 Eastern on ESPN2. We want the stadium full and the TV sets yes. full. Yes, yes. We want it all. We want it all. And BYU golfer Peter Quest is the West Coast Conference Player of the Month for the second straight month. Quest is currently ranked as the fourth best player in the NCAA right now. We'll chat with his head coach 
the ninth-ranked BYU Cougars coming up later. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Build for the future. I know you've heard it before. BYU football is going to try and build for its future by beating New Mexico State and somehow gaining confidence after playing a less-than-formidable foe in preparation for Utah. But how does that happen? In fact, I'm going to set up the first question I have for you, Jerem, with this from Trevor Maddich on the state of New Mexico State football. New Mexico State doesn't do anything very well. Their defense isn't very good. They don't run the ball very well. Uh, They primarily pass because they don't run well, but they don't pass well either. This is a game that BYU ought to be able to win with their B game. Well then, Jerem, if New Mexico State doesn't do much of anything well and BYU's trying to build for the future and Utah, what can the Cougars or what do the Cougars need to do Saturday against New Mexico State to make you more confident going into the game with Utah? I'll be honest, I'm not going to be confident going into the game with Utah. Um, That has a lot to do with the streak. It has a lot to do with where the game's being played. Uh, But if BYU were to win by, I don't know, 40 in dominating fashion, say give up one score or fewer and score 40 to 50 points and win, I'd say, okay, perhaps the offense has turned a corner. We've seen it the last couple weeks with UMass and now New Mexico State. However, Utah is top 20 in yards allowed, points allowed, rush yards allowed, and they are the number one red zone defense in the country. That does not, that's not affected by an injured quarterback and running back, right? So I, I don't know that there's much the BYU can do. I think BYU is going to have to be excellent on defense and good enough on offense to beat Utah next week. I'd love to see BYU put up a season high in points, which would mean 50-plus because right now it's – 49 against Hawaii. So, yeah, that would make me feel good about the potential of some offensive fireworks against a really good Utah defense, but not much. I'm with you. Utah's defense is so good. They're so stout. I don't think there's anything that the BYU offense can do in terms of point scoring to make me think, oh, yep, BYU's got the Utes this year. It just doesn't work that way. I will say this. I want BYU to be physically dominant against New Mexico State because I think BYU thrives in a physical matchup. So if there is a glimmer of hope and I want to have something added to that, it would be that BYU physically dominates New Mexico State on both sides of the ball. That will then maybe tell me, okay, BYU is still ready to play physical football and lock it up with Utah one week from Saturday. Can BYU replicate the Wisconsin game? Exactly. That's what I had in because mind. Because that's the peak, and the low is the Washington game, where you, BYU was physically dominated by a similar team to Utah. In fact, Utah's 7-3, and three, one of the three losses, is to Washington. So transitive properties don't bode well for BYU in that sense. But those don't apply directly, right? I, listen, Jason Shelley, Armand Schein, good at quarterback and running back last week versus Oregon. They had really nice games. They're fine. They're good. Their offense is going to be just fine. Yeah, and, and their offense went through a streak there where they scored 40-plus, they being Utah. Um, and then there were question marks last week about Oregon, and then that defense was awesome, and that offense was even better. So I'm not sure there's anything that can happen this week. But a dominating win would tip the scales just a little bit towards a little bit of momentum offensively because Zach Wilson, the lifelong Ute, is going to go play the Utes next week. Hopefully he has fire in his belly and he's ready to rock. I like what BYU's done against Northern Illinois and Boise State defensively and most recently UMass. So 
hopefully offensively, you got it. Yeah. Hopefully, that's a defensive yeah. trend moving forward. Saturday is senior day, an opportunity to see and enjoy the Cougars' oldest, wisest, and seasoned players who have bled, sweated, and uh, teared up for the program. One of the 25 who will be honored pregame is Tanner Mangum. ESPN's Trevor Maddich earlier in the week told us he should be remembered. It's important to, to pay off everything he's given to this program because he's given a lot. I mean, he's had multiple different coordinators. He's had to play after being injured. All the things that take away any opportunity at continuity for a quarterback to be able to really get everything he can out of his potential through no fault of his own and no fault of BYU's own, really. Spencer, how much should Tanner Mangum play on senior night? Here's what I want to happen. I want Tanner Mangum to start the game. I want him to Whoa. have the first drive. I want Tanner Mangum to head out on the field with the offense and have the first drive on senior night. After that, okay, let Zach Wilson do his thing. And then you bring Tanner back in? And then bring Tanner back in in the second half. And that's what I want to happen. It's not going to happen. That will not happen. <laughs> Most likely, BYU is hoping that Zach Wilson and the offense can build an early and sizable lead so that they have options to bring in all of the 25 seniors that are taking LaBelle Edwards Stadium and the field there for the final time. So what I want to happen, yeah, he starts the game, gets the first drive or two, and then comes back in and plays the entire second half. Um, My blue-goggled take is that. The realistic take is Tanner will probably play, I would imagine, a quarter and a half, something like that. Um, I hope it's more, but I think that's probably what it's realistically going to be. I hope that Jaron Hall doesn't play at all because if you play him potentially against Utah in any way and then the bowl game, that would be four. You can maintain his redshirt. So I'm hoping that Jaron Hall doesn't play, which means that Tanner Mangum could play a lot. BYU has to get up big enough, though. Kalani Satake has shown that unless BYU is up really big late. That's like, like three touchdowns plus. It might have to be the last half of the fourth quarter if BYU is up big. Listen, BYU is a 24-point fave in this. They should be up big. BYU should take care of business in this. And I think that the crowd should, before the game, make sure that Tanner Mangum hears the appreciation of what he's done for BYU. Most of that came in 2015. Tanner Mangum and the Cougars did win a bowl game in 2016. That was Jamal Williams' tremendous effort of 200-plus. But that was a Tanner Mangum start in which he won. Obviously, this year, huge memorable wins against Wisconsin mainly. Arizona was tremendous as well. Uh, and, And you appreciate what he's done. And you know how humiliating it is to be a senior and then benched? That's got to be tough for him. He's admitted that he has anxiety. That certainly doesn't help that, right? Well, and then he was injured in practice sometime in the past few and weeks. Let's talk about that. The reason Tanner Mangum doesn't get in last week, Mr. TB12, big fan of Tom Brady, doesn't play at Gillette, because before the Boise State game, Aaron Roderick told the media yesterday that uh, Tanner Mangum tweaked a muscle. Okay, so that's why Tanner Mangum didn't get in. You and I were like, that was kind of weird. Why, why is Jaron Hall playing? Because yeah. Tanner Mangum, it was confirmed yesterday by Aaron Roderick, is the backup. Okay, Jaron Hall came in situationally against Boise State, but he's not the backup. And then last week, he was the Hall was the backup because of that situation. So hopefully Mangum's okay and that he can play. We, uh, we, we hope that he can get in the game. What if he's not healthy enough to get in the game? You at least get him in a series at the end because you owe him as much if you're up big enough.
The ultimate send-off, yes, showing up, being heard, letting Tanner Mangum know that you appreciate him. And he throws a Hail Mary on the last play. Yes. And it's completed, and and it's a storybook ending. A hero's celebration (laughs) and a hero's ending. And it takes him over a certain threshold, which takes us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been a while since BYU's had a 300-plus-yard passer. None at all this season, in fact. Tanner Mangum, however, has six of the last seven BYU 300-plus yard passing games. So, yes, a Hail Mary to win the game and take Tanner Mangum to over win, 300 yards To passing. win the game? No, no, not to win the game. Oh, okay. It's like, <laughs> what happened to Zach? I say that in jest. Yeah. Like, a, a long pass play for a touchdown to take him over 300 yards would be amazing. Again, not going to happen. Um, but of note... BYU's pass offense really hasn't been explosive this year based on the Well, the last three, the offenses opponents. have been run, yeah. run-based. Different yeah. different age, different yeah. style of BYU football. Most of those came in 2015. <laughs> ESPN owns 13 college football bowl games, yes, Jerem. BYU can get bowl eligible with a win against New Mexico State on Saturday. Logic would suggest that BYU would be a natural fit and a sensical fit in one of the 13 games that ESPN owns because BYU has the contract with the worldwide leader. Which, now, of the ESPN Bowl games is a likely landing spot for the Cougars? Now, I don't know if it's in the BYU contract that ESPN will make sure they get in or if it's just a handshake or not, okay? But my guess would be the Frisco Bowl, and here's the reason. It's the only bowl game that has an at-large spot. Everyone else is... Conference versus conference. So the Frisco Bowl is the AAC against at-large. Automatically, ESPN could say, hey, our boys BYU need to be in this one. And then it fits. That doesn't mean BYU is going to that bowl, but it could be that one. By the way, that's the revamped Miami Beach Bowl. Miami Beach Bowl was bought out and moved, uh, and the Frisco Bowl debuted last season. And then this would be the second iteration of that. So uh, if you liked what went down in Miami and a certain thing happened after the game that nobody liked, right? But uh, perhaps it's the Frisco Bowl. We'll see. You know what would be amazing is if BYU faced Memphis in the Frisco Bowl. <laughs> Memphis, is it me or is it hot in here? Memphis 6-4. and four. So maybe they're a 7-ish win team. BYU 6 Hoping for seven if they can the stun Utah. The rematch the rematch in the Miami revamped Miami yeah. Beach Bowl. Yeah. That would be amazing. We just want a helmet like we got the first time. Bronco gave us the bowl invite in the form of helmet. It's in the lobby. If it's not the Frisco Bowl, then my best guess is the First Responders Bowl, which also happens to be in Texas, slated for December 26th. And we've seen a few projections place BYU in this game. I know that the timing is not as ideal as some other games because it's the day after the biggest holiday of the year. But it is in Texas. BYU has a good following there, and ESPN owns that game. And then there's the Albuquerque-New Mexico Bowl on December 15th. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the first bowl games. ESPN owns that. Do they talk- want to get BYU in an early bowl game? Let's talk about the other 10, okay? So we mentioned three. Vegas Bowl, uh, Camellia Bowl, the uh, Boca Raton Bowl, Gasparilla, famous Idaho potato. No, please. Uh, Bahamas Bowl, huh? <laughs> Birmingham Bowl, 
Uh, UAB is awesome, by the way. And we wish the Bahamas Bowl. Yeah, Armed Forces Bowl. Hawaii Bowl. BYU is going to that or contracted next year with that game. Which is why I don't think they'll go there. Yes, and then the other one not mentioned is the Texas Bowl, which the Texas Bowl is actually kind of a big bowl that has, like, Power Five conferences. Yeah, as is the Vegas Bowl. BYU is not going back to the Vegas I don't imagine that Texas or Vegas are going to be in the mix with BYU. Our question of the day. What does BYU football need to do Saturday against New Mexico State? They need to win to get bowl eligible for one. But what do they need to do do to make you more confident going into the regular season finale against Utah? Let's get to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Weiler underscore Teaks 33 in on Twitter. To keep it simple, keep New Mexico State to 14 or less points and put up 42-plus on offense. Convince the fans that you can have a fighting chance against Utah. See, the fighting chance and the convincing that lies therein happens for me within physically dominating New Mexico State. I'm convinced the BYU's defense can hang with Utah's offense. I'm not quite convinced that BYU's offense is going to to put up enough points to win the game. Like, I need to see a little bit. Which is why the turnover thing is always such a big deal in this game. Yes, BYU lost a game in which they were plus three two years ago. That's hard. With Taysom Hill. With Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams for the majority of that game. He got hurt. ah, Two-point conversion. At Joseph Olson on Instagram. Get off to a good start and score gobs of points. Gobs. BYU has gobs. Weirdly cannot start games fast. I mean, outside of Hawaii. He's averaging three points per first quarter. Three and that's points. And that's with 14 against Hawaii factoring into that average. Like, BYU just has not started fast, so I like that. Uh, gobs of points. Would like to have a win something like 52-3, to three, says A. Joseph Olson. Yeah, I'll take 50 to nothing. Let's right. go. Uh, coming up, yesterday, Yoli Childs guaranteed a better three-point shooting night for himself and the Cougars. What's the chance the big man hits a three tonight? How does a guy gain 45 pounds... After arriving to BYU, maybe Brackenell Bakery had something to do with that. Here the diet that got it done for Austin Hoyt. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Hoops hosts Oral Roberts tonight at the Marriott Center. Cougar pregame lives on BYU Radio at 8 Eastern. The game tips on the radio and TV, BYU TV, 9 Eastern time. Live from Studio B, this is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can watch the show by going to BYUSN.com and experience BYU Sports Nation whenever you want. Our question of the day, what does BYU football need to do on Saturday against New Mexico State to make you more confident going into the regular season finale against Utah. First response, rather second response, uh, is from at DB underscore Nelson 22 on Instagram. Play clean with minimal mistakes and penalties. Dominate all four quarters and play like a cohesive unit on both sides of the ball. A domination is... Uh, <laughs> Hard defined domination. We, we would like you to be more specific. Yes. So for me, it's physical domination. Right. And how do you define that? That's the question. Probably a, a fast start. Just, What's, just define a fast start. BYU scoring 14-plus in the first quarter. There you go. You know? Okay. BYU, they've done it once. Would they've scoring it once in every quarter season. be good, Great. too? That happened against UMass, by the way. Second time this season. I just want BYU to look the part physically. Like, like they're ready to go. They want to crush fools. 
<laughs> yes. Crush fools. I want BYU to That's force That's the like, new motto of BYU football. Built, built, not born, gone. Crush fools. I want BYU to it force was like three UMass. turnovers. I want them to force like three Wait, hold, turnovers. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. We made a really big deal during the summer about beating UMass. UMass. I said it was a guaranteed they win. Did it. Some people said, now wait a minute. It's a guaranteed win. BYU won. They dominated. Okay? They went down Check. 10 zip. <laughs> Check. I don't care. Won. And then BYU beat UMass. It happened, man. Check. Vengeance. Fifth win. <laughs> they did it. They, they beat UMass to eclipse last year's win total as well. Yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, oh, they did. Loaded. Hashtag BYUS on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. What do you want to see from BYU to make you feel more confident about going into the Utah game? Touchdowns. BYU offensive lineman Austin Hoyt, I feel like, has been here forever. In been fact, here since 1979. I think we played basketball with him like five Back years ago. Day. Yeah. When he was... Like a pre-mission red shirt or something. Thin and athletic and jumping out of the gym and dunking. And Still I thought, athletic. This guy's going to be an offensive lineman? Well, almost 50 pounds later... You can see what the BYU coaches had in mind. Jerem Jordan had the opportunity to interview Austin one-on-one yesterday. BYU Sports Nation All Access. All right, Austin. Senior day is Saturday. Hard to get caught up in the emotion of that versus the task at hand, which is win, get to a bowl game. So it's, it's, a, it's a big event this weekend. How are you managing all the emotions of this? Well, I think just I think a key is just focusing on practice, not thinking too far ahead. I know I am excited for Senior Day to uh, just be able to go and play at Lavelle Edwards one last time. But I think just being focused in practice and focus on preparation for the game has been kind of at the forefront of my mind, and I'll enjoy the the senior stuff when we get there. Being a senior at BYU, if you go on a mission and maybe you have a redshirt year, can be a long process from yeah. verbal commitment to now. What's this process been like? And it, has it felt like it's been a long time? Yeah, no, it has felt like a long time. I mean, I was a freshman back in 2012. That was six years ago. So it feels like forever that I was just a freshman here. Never never expected I would ever really play. Like, I was just excited to come to BYU. And just the whole journey of being able to get more and more playing time than being able to start and be able to play in so many great games, it's just been an incredible experience. What was 2012 Austin Hoyt like compared to what you are now? A <laughs> uh, lot less confident, <laughs> much quieter. <laughs> Not that I'm super loud now, but a lot skinnier too. I weighed 270, I think, maybe now? 265, 315. 315. Yeah, so I've put on a lot of weight since then. <laughs> What's the key to putting on that much weight? I eat a lot, and at, I've worked with our nutritionist, Dan Wilcox, a lot as well. But, yeah, I just eat all the time. <laughs> what are some of your favorite foods? Uh, I love just pizza. I think it's my favorite food pizza. for sure. When I'm gaining weight, though, you can't eat pizza all the time because then it's bad weight. So I would eat chicken and rice three to four times a day on top of regular breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wow. So, and yeah. uh, two, two packs of Top Ramen with about five eggs. Just cook all that together and eat that at some point throughout the day. So <laughs> The Austin Hoyt diet, that's, that, that's free. The next one will cost you. Uh, we're talking to Austin Hoyt, senior uh, offensive lineman on the BYU football team. So now the task at hand is New Mexico State. Uh, nice win against UMass on Saturday. Another fellow independent this week. Uh, what do you think of the Aggie defense? I think they. I think their d- defensive line is a g- good group. Their defensive ends play play hard and have some good moves. And just overall, the defense plays hard. They have a great coordinator who works works well with them and encourages them to keep playing. 
and just run into the whistle. So I think just the key for us will be to finish and make sure we're staying true to our techniques and what we can do. As if you didn't already want to just win the game by itself, uh, bowl eligibility is on the line. Uh, What kind of factor does that play into your motivation and preparation for this week? I think for everyone, we're excited to go out. That's one of our keys to the game this week is to go bowling and be able to be eligible for a bowl game. And I think that's made a lot of people focus in more on just making sure they're doing everything right so we can secure that win and secure that bowl game eligibility. You'd think that you'd appreciate it no matter what, but not having it last year, has that added to the motivation to get to one this year? For me, it definitely has. I mean, last year not going to a bowl game was was pretty sad. (laughs) And so for me, I'm excited to be able to just that we're in a position where where we can win and get to a bowl game. How do you avoid thinking about that team up north next week? Because that's a huge game and it's around the corner. Yeah, I think the key is just focusing on this week, and that's something I feel like the offensive staff and the offense in general has done a great job of helping us do is not looking through our our opponent this week to whoever is down the road. So I think that comes really well with the offensive staff as they do a great job focusing on this week. We're talking with Austin Hoyt, offensive lineman here on BYU Sports Nation. On senior day, uh, several times the last couple of years, there's been like a special play or situation for different seniors let's rewind to jan jorgensen 09 played running back remington peck threw a touchdown pass um to taron Howell. Yeah. remember okay yeah. um there was a tackle eligible play or a lateral to brady christians is there something like that for you is there something another lineman could get involved in on senior day because you are the senior lineman uh i don't know you'll just have to oh, see and find out so <laughs> Hopefully, uh, BYU's in a situation where that could happen. But uh, good luck Saturday. Uh, Congratulations on a fantastic career, and thanks for the time. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Austin Hoyt, BYU Sports Nation All Access one-on-one with Jerem Jordan. He is a big boy. Yeah, he's 6'8", 315. And his diet's pretty crazy. So to gain weight, chicken and rice. And then he, he has two packs of Top Ramen with five eggs that he eats at some point. <laughs> and that is in addition to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wow. What a sacrifice by his wife. <laughs> you know, you know the, the worst case of gaining weight and then it not being worth it to me a few years ago was Marcus Matthews. He had a tremendous freshman year as a tight end. And then they moved it, or as a receiver. Wide receiver, yeah. And then they said, hey, let's make you a tight end. He's like, all right, I'll bulk up. And he said he was so nauseous all the time. Well, I think he got hurt. He was barely used after that. I was like, oh, that's such a sacrifice personally to gain weight and then not have it pay off or something. Like Moroni Laulupujitaus had to gain weight, right, um, to, to transition from receiver to tight end. A lot of these guys, a lot of these linemen come in, they're not the same weight, right? And then when they graduate, they lose a lot of it because it's just what you need to do when you're here. So shout out to the guys that have to gain yes. weight. Um, that's not most people's problem. Most people are like, hey, how do I lose weight? But these guys try and gain weight at BYU. I mean, Brackenell Bakery told us that he's waking up at 2 a.m. to eat a loaded protein shake full of 2,000 calories. calories. He's eating 8,500 calories a day. Right. That was during the summer when he was trying to gain weight. In season, he's that maintaining. That is but, yeah. nuts. At least Marcus Matthews is part of one of the top 10 yes. plays in, of BYU football. 2011 Utah State. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, there you go. Coming up, your men's golf is ranked in the top 10 as a top five player. The man in charge, Bruce Brockbank, tells us why they're so awesome. And next, what's the chance tonight is the night? 
for BYU basketball to catch fire from three. They're long overdue. This is BYU Sports Nation. Check out BYU Sports Nation right now with Kiki Solano. She's got the latest deets in Cougar Sports with a social media twist. Watch it on BYU Sports Nation Facebook, IGTV, Twitter, and YouTube accounts. When? Right now. See, you can say deets. When Jason Shepard says deets, yeah. I got to no. make fun of him for it. <laughs> no. no, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with part two of today's BYUSN headlines. Game night, or how is it, Jeremy? All night. Thank you. In Provo, the two and one BYU men's basketball team will host one and three Oral Roberts, a university based in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tip off set for nine Eastern, broadcasted live on BYU TV as well as BYU Radio. BYU basketball announces the signing of six foot three Tipview High School guard Nate Hansen. Last season, he averaged fifteen a game, made fifty three threes for the Thunderbirds. He's playing his senior season now. He plans on serving in a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints first. All right, let's do this next one in dramatic voice. BYU football needs one win to get to bowl eligibility. Can they pick it up against New Mexico State? I would hope so. They're a 23-and-a-half-point favorite. It's up to 24 now. Oh, that's right, 24. It's going to happen. The magical number of 24. That's how many BYU is favored by. Watch Countdown to kickoff Saturday, 9-15 Eastern. Kickoff at 10.15 Eastern on ESPN2. And BYU golfer Peter Quest is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week for the second straight month. Quest is currently ranked as the fourth best player in the NCAA right now. We'll chat with his head coach of the ninth-ranked BYU Cougars coming up. What's the chance we play What's the Chance right now? Hundy. Let's go. BYU Sports Nation asks... What's the chance? Presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. All right. Number one, Jerem. What's the chance BYU shoots 35% or better from the three-point line tonight against Oral Roberts? 94%. Tonight is the night. Yoli Childs was on the show yesterday. He said it's going to be better. He's going to make one. You know, we'll talk about that. The season high, by the way, in the first three games, 31.8%. So if you're asking me for 35, that's like one or two more makes. Come on. Please. Come on. Please. Can BYU go 4 of 11 from the three-point line? Ain't taking four, uh, 11 threes okay. and only making four? Come on, man. 8 for 22. That would I, be 35-plus percent. Okay, I do think until Nick Emery is back that BYU is going to struggle a little bit from this because who, is, who, is the, who are the knockdown guys? We talked about this. Zach Selyus and nobody right now. Oh, TJ Hobbs th- a little bit. I think that TJ can be. Like, against Utah Valley, he was good. Just TJ can be an excellent three-point shooter. In fact, I'm surprised when he doesn't make threes. I think his form's good. The shot looks it just doesn't go in. It'll be a good sign if McKay Cannon and Jasheer Hardnett and sure. Yoli Childs and Connor Harding are knocking in three-pointers. Connor Harding is the hidden gem of this team, by the way. Jimmy Chitwood, dude. I, I really like Connor Harding, and Yoli Childs doesn't like Hoosiers. What the heck? I was gone yesterday. <laughs> I got a real issue with that. Are you kidding me? Who doesn't like Hoosiers? What basketball fan doesn't like yeah. that? Movie? Come on, man. Okay, number two. What's the chance Yoli Childs makes a three-pointer tonight against Oral Roberts? He's got the karma, Jerem. 99% yeah, dude. that Yoli Childs makes a three-pointer against Oral Roberts. Take that, Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's 100%. Oh. I'm going to top you. Oh. He will do it. Tonight. Tonight's tonight. He's 0 for 7 this season. He's been a little gun shy in two games where he's only attempted one. He went 0 for 5 uh, in, in the second game uh, against Utah Valley. But after a karma boost, he will get it. Think about it. 
He's got the karma. All he needs to make is one. Are you kidding me? This is the easiest ask ever. Yoli Childs will have a solid game with the karma. The question is, will he take and make a three-pointer? No, the question is, when will he take (laughs) and make a three-pointer? I love it. You asked the wrong question. I love it. What's the chance, Jaron, BYU beats Oral Roberts by 17-plus tonight? Uh, 100%. Ooh. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Okay. Oral Roberts has played four games. Mm-hmm. Two of them have been decided by exactly 17 this year. It is a thing. It is a magic number with them. It is happening. Vegas says BYU is favored by 18.5. Ken Palm, 93% chance of winning. This is going down. Like okay. the does Golden the curse, Eagles. Does the curse exist in basketball like it does in football? I don't know. Let's find we, out tonight. 17 plus it is. <laughs> Once football ends, by the way, we'll start making uh, a couple of picks on basketball games. Yes. So that's that will coming up in a week and a half. Through the end of March. Yeah. So we have six months All of right, picks. I have six Woo! months of bad picks. <laughs> Oh, I think BYU is going to win by 17-plus. I really do. I'd say 75% chance the Cougars win by 17-plus. Maybe there's some late free throws or Oral Roberts hits a couple of garbage. Yeah, backdoor cover or something crazy. It's like 16. I I love when the end of the game, there's some context like this where I'm engaged. Oh, oh, BYU. Because if it's a blowout, I'm like, I'm out. But if there's this, I'm like, hey, 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 17-plus, let's go. BYU had one against Utah Valley. The line was 11-and-a-half. Yes, do you remember the final play of the game? T.J. Haas is dribbling out the clock. Yes. One of the Toolsons steals the ball from him and scores to make and it a 10-point game. Oh, <laughs> the backdoor cover by Connor Toolson. Yes. And then, and then the Toolson cousins and Yoli kind of get into it there. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the ultimate, the ultimate backdoor cover that we saw in person was in Vegas a couple years ago. BYU beat... LMU, I want to say, in like the quarters or something. And a guy throws up like a 40-foot three, just garbage three. Swish. Goes in, and everyone's like, oh! All these neutral people with money on the game are like, ah! <laughs> it was awesome. Yes. Awesome. It is engaging. <laughs> engaging. <laughs> you may have noticed that Jeremy and I are rocking some new t-shirts today. I have the Brigham headband t-shirt on. Yes. Jeremy, you've got the I got Go Cosmo Coops Dunking. Cosmo Dunking shirt Cosmo on. Cosmo Dunking, dude. If you like these shirts, you can get them at the BYU store right now because they have this huge sale, the big True Blue Super Sale, 20 to 75% off. The shirt I'm wearing, Dunkin Cosmo, 9.99, long sleeve 14.99 by the way. Um, check it out. All day long, Apple one day sale. You can save up to five hundred thirty five bucks on Apple computers. Check Biggest it out. sale of the, the year. Store. Yeah, I love this shirt. This is great. The Duncan right. Cosmo T shirt that Jerem has on nine ninety nine. Yeah, long sleeve. Actually, you're wearing the long sleeve, so yours is fourteen fourteen ninety nine. Great it. deal. Again, biggest sale of the year. Coming up, the early signing period began yesterday. We'll tell you which BYU teams added to their rosters in the world. And has there been a moment for BYU men's golf coach? Bruce Brockbank, where he just sat back and thought, man, Peter Quest is really good because he's doing a lot of fantastic things right now. We'll ask him next and much more. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Saturday night is senior night and a chance to become bowl eligible for BYU football. Watch the Cougars warm up and the 25 seniors get recognition before the game on Countdown to Kickoff, Saturday night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Spencer and the guys will need to be bundled up. Yeah, it was cold in Boston, and it's going to be cold in Provo. Yeah, let's go. Get a jacket. Let's go. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with our question of the day. What does BYU football need to do Saturday night against New Mexico State in a senior night format to make you more confident going into the regular season finale at Utah? Fan Lit Fan asks, or answers rather, this on fan Twitter. Is lit. <laughs> at Fan Lit Fan. They need to play flawless offense and score at will. The offensive line should blow up New Mexico State play after play, and by halftime, the second-string offense should be able to continue right where the first string left off. No three and outs in the first quarter. Wow. Well, at least they're not asking much. Flawless offense. <laughs> score at will. You know, they have Division One scholarships as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a good point you make. <laughs> they may have a few guys that know how to play yeah, football on they, the other they side. they got three Maybe. guys that have 100-plus tackles. They have some guys that are top 10 in a lot of stuff, you know? But Join, they're 3-7. and seven. I get it. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. In Studio B now is the head golf coach at BYU. His team is in the top 10. His name is Bruce Brockbank. Bruce, welcome back to the show. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. What does a top 10 ranking mean for your program at this moment? Well, it's obviously very exciting. And, um, you know, losing Patrick Fishburne and C.J. Lee last year, uh, you know, we were trying to figure out how we were going to fill those uh, voids. And uh, the kids have really stepped up this year. It's been, you know, from top to bottom. You know, you're going to mention Peter Quest. It's been he's uh, been just sensational this fall. And... Um, that's kind of the way he prepares himself. You know, he wants to be great at this level and, and also at the next. And uh, then you've got to have younger kids step up, and we've really had that. Tell us about some of these younger guys who have helped you do this because Peter Quest by himself couldn't carry you into the top ten per se. It's got to be a team effort. Yeah, well, you know, his three wins have obviously helped. But then you've also got Austin Bands, Chad Hardy, Kelton Hirsch, uh, Rhett Rasmussen, and then, you know, uh, the young man that just returned from a mission in June, um, Carson Lundell, has been a big part of that. Now that is harder than you think because even a guy like Daniel Summerhays struggled to find his way back after his mission. He's playing on the PGA Tour now and has done great things. That That is a tough transition. No question about it. And, you know, what's interesting is we've never, you know, um, in September we were talking about, Coach Miller and I were talking about, wow, this is quite amazing to see what um, uh, Carson's done. You know, he starts off with a sixth-place finish, a second-place finish, and then an 11th, and now he's starting to feel some of those growing pains. You know, he's had a couple of uh, down times, and it's been frustrating for him. But, you know, we keep telling him, hey, that's all part of taking two years off. And it's also, you know, it's a game of golf. You don't always get to play well. I don't. Can missionaries play golf? Like, if you're in the States or somewhere <laughs> internationally, like, I have no idea. So, so certain sports uh, on your mission, you could kind of maintain a little bit of that. Like, football, the physicality, you could lift or whatever. Golf is very, very physical, but also very finesse, like. That transition is probably difficult. It's very difficult. And everybody, you know, as in my 27 years, you, you, each kid's different, you know. Some will come back and play really well, and then you hit that little dip. Some will come back, and you can't break 80 for 
months at a time, and it's really frustrating. It's been me then, 11 years yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you'll have guys that come back, and it, you, know, you just start the climb, and, and it gets better uh, with time. But um, it's, it's unique because we had one other guy comes to mind, Jake Ellison. You know, he was in, uh, I think he was in Taiwan. And he came back, and the first day, hadn't touched a club in, in uh, two years, and uh, shoots 72. <laughs> okay? Wow. Now, and and he, I think it was the first or second day back, and he played in a tournament. Now, Lundell, on the other hand, this kid's been um, quite remarkable, really. But you got to remember, he was in Tucson. I think he worked really hard, but I think he also saw some of the golf courses on occasion when he was either teaching or whatever the case may be, because he came back a little sharper than most. <laughs> Visualize right? and perhaps play a little bit while you're out there. Bruce Brockbank, the head men's golf coach for BYU with us on BYU Sports Nation. How would you describe the results for your team this season compared to expectations you had in the preseason? You know, um, <clears throat> we were hoping that our big guys, if you will, you know, Peter and Rhett were really going to step up and play well because you, you got to have that. Your top guys really have to perform. And then, you know, you're hoping those guys that didn't play a whole lot last year were practicing really hard. And we, and we found out that uh, we had some guys that were working and, and uh, they came back and, and they've really stepped up. You know, I'll point out our last tournament it, in Monterey. You got your five guy who's Austin Bands from Salt Lake City and a guy that I wasn't sure who was going to play. You know, he just, um, his game hadn't come back. And, and all of a sudden this kid's right in the lineup and uh, helping us every tournament. And then we get to uh, Poppy Hills, and your five guys shoot 69-69 in the first and second round. And, uh, boy, that makes everybody look good when your five guys shooting those kind of scores. Is it fair to say that your team has exceeded your expectations thus far? No question. But you also, you know, it comes from, you know, your, the, the leadership. You know, when Peter... Winning three out of five events, I've I haven't seen that in 27 years. That's amazing, and I'm not sure Coach Tucker saw a lot of that either. Now wow. he did have some, you know, Bobby Clampett was our Player of the Year uh, in college golf, and so he may have been close to that. But uh, three out of five is that's pretty special. That's impressive. When things go bad, we say, "Well, it's cold weather, right?" So things are going well. So how are you overcoming that idea? Well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be truthful. You know, we're leading by 14 shots that last tournament, and we end up getting beat. So um, things are all not hunky-dory. I mean, the guys are a little – you know, it's the, they, we left the season with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder, and we need that because, you know, the fall's one thing. We need to step up and play in the spring, and, and uh, from March to May is when you really want to be um, playing with a lot of momentum. So it, um, that's that's where we really – are uh, setting up to play great golf. So, Tell us about this unique season that you have where, okay, you've played, and now you take a break, and then you'll resume kind of after the holidays, which is kind of ideal, right? Like, all right, we're into it. Let's, let's, we have a chip on our shoulder. We're motivated, and then you come back later. Yeah, we, uh, you know, you start in every Division One team. I think uh, all the, the golf teams around the country, Division One, two, three, they have the same rule. Um, 144 days, and you've gonna you got to start and stop your season in the fall, and then take that break, and then you start it and go till the end of your conference championship, and it adds up to 144. 
And um, so it's perfect for a cold weather school, you know. Time for us to get the academics back in shape, if you will, after a bunch of travel. They need it. <laughs> yes, they need it. <laughs> and um, so we're we're excited. We're working out and, uh, you know, just trying to get better um, as the cold weather comes in. And, and uh, we'll try to make do with what we have and, and uh, be ready to go in January. It's really hard to have a great season. And BYU Golf finished off a great season last year. It's another thing to be consistently great. And that is, I think, what everybody wants to get to. So at what point is it fair to call BYU Golf a top golf program consistently in the country? Well, we have a long way to go. But I will say this, um, the young men that we have on the team, and have had in the you know the last few years, we've had stretches where we've had great teams, um, but to continue to do it uh, year in and year out in a cold weather uh, part of the country is a big challenge. But uh, we have some kids that we have signed recently, and also that are out in the mission field that uh, we feel like we can definitely be competitive. Can we be a top ten team, top twenty team? Well, that's obviously the goal. But uh, we definitely have some. You know, our kids have to step up like these young men have in the last uh, four or five tournaments. Do you take extra satisfaction in beating the schools from California and Arizona and Texas and Florida? <laughs> Anytime you can beat those guys, there's always great satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about you joining the top 10 club on campus, by the way. Women's volleyball ranked number one. Cross country has been ranked second. Women's cross country. Number nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you guys jump into the top 10. Was there, Am I missing something? No, that's four top 10 teams. Four top 10 teams. So so there's, there's some pressure internally, right, to uh, join that club? No question about it. <laughs> uh, we're grateful to be there and, and you know, be in that group. We've got a long way to go because there's a lot of great golf teams around the country. So we've got some, you know, a bunch of work ahead of us, and, and hopefully the putts are falling when we need it the most. Has there been a moment this fall specifically where you're watching Peter Quest specifically and you just think, wow, um, he's just really, really good. Like, can, can you pinpoint a moment or two for us? Well, perfect, um, you know, when you ask that question, the perfect answer was Todd Miller. You know, he was um, – Last week in at Poppy Hills, they got five par threes on this golf course. And this is in Monterey, California. Monterey, California, and the par threes are awesome. And they've got those whole locations put on the side slopes. I mean, they are mm-hmm. in the worst spots, okay? And uh, Peter Quest is, I mean, he is tearing it up all over the place. But he, every time you looked up, you know, I'd be walking with the group behind. I'd look up, and there's a golf ball, you know, two or three feet from the hole. And Todd would walk over and go, that's Peter. So, <laughs> he, said, he said, I have not seen a guy hit the ball like this in a long time. And he compared it to his dad. Now, you got to remember, Johnny was one of the best ball strikers that you've ever seen. And uh, Peter had a week like that. He was hitting wedges, seven irons, five irons within three, four feet for <laughs> three days in a row. And uh, the putt started going in, and, and he was pouring it on. I mean, the kid, he won by five shots, and he had a triple and two doubles and, and uh, still won by that. So, again, you don't get those weeks very often, but we're enjoying them while he's getting them. We did give him the karma, Jerem. Yes, we did. Uh, he's also good. Uh, but <laughs> we, we call him Peter Quest for perfection. Is that okay with you? Very good. I like it. Because <laughs> he's on his way. He is. He really is. 
Coach, uh, great to have you with us in studio. We have a new flag, I think, since the last time you were here. The Sailor Cougars behind you. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind giving us your autograph. And let's go ahead and extend the uh, BYU Sports Nation karma to you and your team. Yeah, wow. to uh, have, have a great, great academic break. I know. Peter, I noticed or Peter's quest. Yeah. yeah. Peter's there. Peter signed it. So we want it on a, there right now. We have a future PGA Tour guy already up there, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> Don't awesome. put any heat on it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Bruce. Bruce. Appreciate it. Coming up, the newest batch of Cougar athletes have signed with BYU. We'll tell you about it. And perhaps one of the elitist elite voices of the day, Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Shout out to today's guests, Austin Hoyt and Bruce Brockbank, head coach of of BYU Men's Golf. Miss any of the show, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. Uh, not everyone likes you like Jason Shepard. Let's whip it. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Tonight, the 2 and one Cougars host the 1-3 and three Oral Roberts on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Pre-game starts on the radio at 8 Eastern. What else, Spence? BYU basketball announces the signing of six foot three Timview High School guard Nate Hansen. He averaged 15.1 points, made 53 threes last season for the Thunderbirds. He will serve a mission first. <gasps> football. What? BYU football hosts New- Nuevo Mexico State Saturday night in the final home game of the season and a chance at bowl eligibility. Watch Countdown to Kickoff at 9 Eastern to see all 25 seniors honored before the game. Golf. BYU golfer Peter Quest. Named the West Coast Conference Player of the Month, um, not shocking, for the second consecutive month. Quest currently ranked as the fourth best player in the NCAA right now. Awesome. Volleyball. The top-ranked and 25-0 women's volleyball team plays at St. Mary's tonight at 10 Eastern. Baseball. Signed nine players this week. Cy Nielsen, McKay Barney, Brock Watkins, Sean Rimmer, Bryce Robinson, Hunter Swap, Cutler, Clausen, Carter Smith, Wait, Tyson Heaton. A baseball player named Cy? It's fantastic. Beautiful, isn't it? Soccer. The women's team signed eight players as well. Sari Jane Affleck, Zoe Jacobs, Ellie Mon, Rachel McCarthy, Jamie Shepard, no known relation to Jason, Olivia Smith, and then twins, Leveni Vaca and Daviana Vaca. Congratulations to the coaches and teams. Recruiting periods are always very, very stressful. Today's rise and shout goes to Peter Quest, Jerem. He is on fire. That's unbelievable. Number four in the country right now, individual golfer. He has taken BYU men's golf in the fall season to a new level when we thought, ah, there's for sure going to be a drop-off. You lose Patrick Fishburne, who was an all-timer at BYU. There's been no drop-off. They have risen. They've they've actually become better because as a team. They're playing better. Yeah, some of these young guys have shown up. uh, Lundell off a mission mentioned and many others. It takes a team to be great, right? So congratulations. All right. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. What does BYU need to do against Mexico State to make you feel good about Utah? At FanLit Fan says the offense, again, needs to play flawless and score at will, Jerem. Yeah, no pressure. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Johnny and Todd Miller. Go Cougs.